Hey everyone, welcome to episode 122, Lasagna Loves. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Okay, you know I love alliteration and you know I love fun, catchy names. So when I found this organization called Lasagna Love, I was like, sign me up, Buttercup. I was surfing on the Nextdoor app. I don't know if you have that in your area, but it's like, you know, you post on there like if there's a lost dog or a lost kitten or there's traffic or if there's an accident and you need to avoid a certain area. It's just things that are going on in your neighborhood and it's called the Nextdoor app. And so I was just scrolling on there and I saw someone posts something about lasagna love and how much they loved doing it. I was like, what is that? I was so drawn in. So I immediately went to their website. I stalked their website. I read every single syllable on their website to figure out what this was all about because you know, no, no, whether I love doing random acts of kindness with the kids. And I think sometimes the energy right now, there's a lot of like, if you go on social media, there's lots of fighting, backbiting comments. There's just lots of stress and funky energy out there. And so I feel like when the funky energy is feeling funky, we need to do everything we can to offset that funky energy and make our vibration, so to speak, kind of shift it a little bit. And so we can do things like exercise, eating right, getting lots of sleep, meditation, prayer, doing random acts of kindness for strangers, doing random acts of kindness within your family, sending happy presents. And so when you do stuff like that, it kind of offsets that energy a little bit to kind of shake the funk a little bit. And it's really difficult to do because it's sometimes the funk can suck you in like a vortex. And so when I found this organization, I was like, yes, this is what I need to fix the funks. I need this because it's going to be great to help other people. And then there could be a time that I need this too. And so Lasagna Love started during, everyone was locked down and she's like, I just want to help people. And she was probably feeling funky. And she and her toddler started making lasagnas for people in the neighborhood who were struggling, whether it was financial or it was just, they were so overwhelmed or just the uncertainty sometimes can be a need. And so when you're helping needy families, it's not always a financial need. Sometimes there's been a death in the family. They just had a new baby. So they're transitioning or they just moved into the area or they're going through a job loss or a job change. Sometimes needy doesn't always mean financial. And so she started doing this in her neighborhood and it just blew up in this grassroots movement turned into a national movement. And she says on the website, what we do is simple. We feed families, spread kindness and strengthen communities. Hello, isn't that amazing? She said, our mission is not only to help address the incredible rise in food insecurity among families, but also to provide a simple act of love and kindness during a time full of uncertainty and stress. Okay, you ready for this? You ready for this? So this started in 2020 and it's exploded. They serve 3,500 meals a week. They serve all 50 states and there's over 20,000 volunteers. Can you imagine that mom and her toddler now have grown? Talk about the ripple effect. You want to talk about the compound effect of 20,000 volunteers. Are you kidding me? So I'm still relatively new, but I'm so excited about it. I love when I get an email saying there's been a match. So it's kind of like 
I've never been on the dating apps because I was married before the dating apps even were like a thing. But I hear that the dating apps are like, you put in what you like, what you're looking for, and then the app actually matches you up with someone that they think would be a good fit for you and vice versa and be a good fit for him or her. It's kind of like that with Lasagna Love. You put in all of your credentials and I'm telling you, you need zero credentials. They give you the recipes. They give you everything. All you have to do is put in your name, your address, and then you tell them how often you want to serve a lasagna. You could do once a month. You could do twice a week. You could do once a quarter. And then you fill out this calendar. You look at the calendar and like if you're going to be out of town or if it's a really busy time at work or it's the beginning of school year and you just want to pause your matchmaking, so to speak, you can do that. Not a big deal. And you can cancel at any time. And it's completely free for both sides, okay? So you put in all your information. You say how far you're willing to drive. It could be five miles. It could be 10 miles. It could be 30 miles. It could be however long you want to drive. So that's what you do as, as a cook, so to speak. Then if you're a recipient where you have a need, you can sign up on Lasagna Love and you can state your need or not state your need. And then what they do is they become like Chuck Willery on Love Connection and they match you up buttercup. And so you'll get an email as the cook and say, there has been a match in your area. Are you available to cook this personal lasagna? Now it could be ZD, but ZD love doesn't really have the same flair and same touch. It's cooking a meal for someone in need, bottom line. So then they tell you all the information, their phone number, their address, if they have any dietary or allergic reactions to anything. And you don't have to make it that exact day. So sometimes I'll get like a match on like a Tuesday or Wednesday and the week is super busy. So then I'll say, I'm going to come after church on Sunday between 11 and one. Does that work for you? Or four to six, whatever. Depends on where we are. Depends on where the location is. So I like to do weekend deliveries because no one really wants to cook on the weekends. And it's when I'm out and about. And so depending on what Brady has a game, where is his game? Sometimes after church, we go out to brunch with my mom. So where are we going to have brunch? So it depends on, but I usually do weekend deliveries and I give them a window time. And I sometimes give them two choices. Like I can do Saturday between three and five or Sunday between three and five. It's kind of love and logic, giving them choices. And so they are so appreciative. And I like getting the kids involved so they can see it and they can just kind of think like, this is just what you do. You cook for families in need. And although they might not help me all the time cook it, but they're sometimes with me when I'm delivering it. Or if I'm in the kitchen, they're like, oh, you're making lasagna and I'll make one for them. And I'll make, yeah, I'm making for this family and this is their need. So far, it's been like a new baby or they just moved into the area. Another family was a grandmother raising her three grandchildren and it was a new adjustment to raising them. I don't know why. It doesn't really matter why, but it was just a lot of stress for them. And it was just such a way to kind of give back in a way that also gives to your family because they pick up on what you're doing. They pick it up through osmosis and unconsciously because we're writing on the slate of who they are. They're writing on their DNA. We're kind of writing on their blank canvas that they're just going to think, oh, this is just what we do because they don't know any different. And that's the beauty of raising kids is that they don't know any different. So you can create this life, so to speak, that they don't know any different. So then they would just grow up and then they just think that that's the way you do it. You just cook for families in need. And so some of the comments on the website and this mom, Gigi says that my friends is why I bake lasagna for my matches. Not because of anything other than someone once changed my life and doing it for me. And I will tell you, one of the motivations for doing this was when I had Lily and I was having a lot of problems with nursing. The doctors told us she might have spinal bifida. She had a really tragic and very traumatic birth and she almost didn't make it. They had to do CPR. They put her in the NICU. I mean, it was really, really awful. It was the worst day and scariest day of my life and also one of the best days because it turned out okay. But there was a good three to five minutes that she was not breathing and we didn't think that she was going to make it. No one did, even the doctors. Nurse Sophie literally saved her life right before our eyes. They even closed the curtain on us because it was that bad. I was kind of reeling from all of that. I remember 
Lily was like a week old and David had just gone back to work. And I was so overwhelmed with just the love that I was feeling. It was like this raw hurt and just the trauma that we had been through as a, as a couple to deliver this beautiful baby and everything that went wrong in the delivery room. And I just was still reeling from it. And I was in shock. It was almost like I was catatonic. I was just kind of staring off into space because it was so awful what we went through. I mean, it had a happy ending, but to go through it and then they were running all these tests to make sure she didn't have spinal bifida. And I didn't even know what spinal bifida was. And they're like, oh, she might not be potty trained ever. And plus she wasn't nursing. She wasn't getting enough. She was losing weight. I mean, it was just so much. And then David went back to work. And after I think like a week and I was so overwhelmed, the IVF clinic called me, right? This is how like out of my mind I was. The IVF clinic called me. I'll never forget the message. They're like, hey, Kelly, this is so-and-so from IVF clinic. And just give us a call when you get a chance. And I called David hysterically crying. And he's like, what? What's going on? I was like, the IVF clinic just called. And I think that they're going to tell me that there was a mix up in the lab. And they're going to tell me that she's not ours. She's too good to be true. I knew it. I knew it. And he's like, uh, what? You need to like take a breath and call them back. I'm sure it's just, you know, formality. And of course I called him back and it was a formality. Oh, we just want to know when she was born, what her APGAR score was, how was her birth? How was your whole pregnancy? They just want to get like post IVF conversation. But that kind of shows you my frame of mind. I was crying so much because she wasn't nursing. And I thought, you know, I thought she was a great sleeper, but then I take her to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, she's sleeping because she's weak and she could become anemic if you don't get some more milk in her. And I'm like, what's anemic? I'm Googling all this stuff. I was so overwhelmed. All that to say, that's my mindset, right? David tells me that his colleague at work, his wife is coming over because she's made a home cooked meal for us. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I had met her like one time at a Christmas party and here she is. I literally think she had a halo over her head and she walks in and she has this brown paper bag with the handles. You can imagine it. And she pulls out these like cooked and warm fajitas. And she brings out the chicken and the cheese and the sour cream and the salsa. And I was probably one of my most vulnerable spots in my life. Of course, sore post-childbirth and mentally sore and emotionally sore. And I was in such a vulnerable spot. And I remember her walking in, flipped right in. She had like all this like zippy energy. She had like four kids at the time. Now she has like double that. And I'm like, how in the world did you make time to do this for me? And she's like, oh, I know what it's like to have a newborn. And it's a lot of work and especially your first. And she just kept validating and affirming how I was feeling. And she's like, I know it's really overwhelming. I promise it gets easier. And I'm looking at her with these big hopeful eyes, like it's going to get better, right? Like I'm not going to always feel this vulnerable in this pain, right? Right? And she's like, it's going to get so much better. And I remember, and then she just was like, then all of a sudden she was gone. I was like, oh my gosh, an angel on earth just came into my house and delivered a warm meal. This is unbelievable. I was completely shocked. And that was 13 years ago. And I remember the brown paper bag and her crunching it and pulling things out one by one. Like just, it was like she was Mary Poppins. She kept pulling things out of the bag. It was like, there's more, there's more. She had Tupperware, she had salsa bins, she had sour cream bins. And then she's just like, okay, bye. I don't want to take up too much time. Your baby's adorable and snuggled on the baby on Lily and then zipped out the door like Mary Poppins. And I just sat there with my jaw on the floor. So when I found lasagna love, I'm like, uh, yes, this is how people feel. They're feeling it. They're most vulnerable. They're going through storms. We all go through storms. We all go through that traumatic times or a big change, or we just feel so vulnerable and so needy. And then when someone can deliver in that spot, like my mom says, when her mom passed away, it was such a vulnerable spot that she could tell you now almost, I don't know, 40 years later, all the people that were at her mom's funeral, she could tell you 
what they were wearing. It's almost like because when you find out something super traumatic and then people are there for you, you remember that because you're at your lowest of lows. And she remembers 40 years ago, who was at her mom's funeral and who was there for her, who held her hand, not from a place of like, those were the good guys, but it meant so much to her. It meant almost quadruple what it would mean on an average day because she remembers after her mom passed away, she remembers like after the funeral, just driving around and she couldn't believe that everybody was just living life normally. She's like, I cannot believe like lights are turning green. I cannot believe that people are driving in their cars and look at those people over there are laughing because she was in that state of shock. She felt like she got hit by a train and then she's seeing everybody. She couldn't believe life was carrying on as normal because it was like the world was spinning around her. If you haven't been in that spot, you can imagine how that feels. Or you probably have been in that spot before where you feel like the world is just spinning around you and you can't even keep up with your eyeballs of what's even happening because it's almost like you leave the vortex. I remember when we had the traumatic birth and we were in the hospital with Lily for three days. I remember coming home to our house and I forgot we even had a house. I forgot what our house looked like, smelled like. My family had gone in and they had decorated the whole thing. Welcome home and streamers and balloons. And it just was like, I just looked around like, where am I? Because I was so enmeshed at the hospital of all that was happening and all the tests that were being run and the NICU and the CPR and the curtain being closed and the doctor saying, I'm sorry. Like the the doctor didn't even think it was going to happen. And he did not know what to do. And he is the calmest, most chill doctor on the planet. And when I saw his face, it was white as a ghost and pure panic. So reeling from all that, I remember coming home going, what, who, huh, what? Oh, that's right. We're in a two-story house. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. And it was just like, I just was kind of learning how to get my footing again. And so you've probably had a time in your life where you can relate with that, whether it was a death, a divorce, a big transition, you moved, you had a baby, you maybe lost a baby. Like there's so many different things that you're probably thinking of right now when you felt that feeling. And so to be able to help someone in the most vulnerable times, and it might be just they're overwhelmed with life. And so if you can deliver something to them in that time of need, it feels so good. And then your kids pick up on it, unconsciously absorb this random act of kindness. And this other mom said, I love the lasagna. It helps so much. I help my neighbor pay heat bill to pay it forward. Thank you so much. The energy is contagious. And last week we delivered one to a family who just had a new baby. And she says, OMG, Kelly, it was the best lasagna I've ever had. I'm dead serious. Believe me, I'm not trying to brag about my cooking. I literally followed a recipe, plug and play. My oldest son is so picky and doesn't usually eat lasagna since it has ricotta. And he asked for thirds, LOL. My two-year-old even ate it. Kelly, thank you for again from the bottom of my heart. I love cooking too, but this was amazing. I wish I had this all the time from you. It was so good, LOL. Just to know your kindness and how appreciative I am. And this means so much to me. I can probably tell you that the lasagna meant more to me than it did to her because we rise in helping others. And you know, there's a million quotes about random acts of kindness. But what happens is she feels that kindness and then she pays it forward. It could be just to her family and then they feel that kindness and then they pay it forward. And it's that ripple effect. And I love this one from another mom. She says on the website, no strings attached and no judgment. I hope that one day I can give back to the community in the way that lasagna love has helped me. This other mom said on the website, my lasagna arrived on a day in between months of waiting, waiting for the job to come through, money to come in and hope to be delivered. The lasagna was like a hug I desperately needed. This other commenter said, lasagna love is a loving group of people. I wanted my children to see how people come together and help one another, that this world is also filled with so much good, right? So anyway, you can go to their website. I'm not affiliated with them. I don't even know the owner or the creator. I want to meet her. I'm kind of new to it all. So when I'm excited about something, I share it with the whole world. I'm going to do a Facebook post about it. And if you don't have lasagna love in your area, or you don't live in the 50 states, you can start something like this in your neighborhood and it doesn't have to be someone needy. You can just do it for a neighbor and you could do it for someone who just had a baby or someone you could just do it for randomly. 
my brother-in-law heard what we were doing. He's like, hey, can I sign up for that? And so guess who's getting one this weekend? And he's not needy, but I love my brother-in-law and his whole family, my sister, their kids. So yeah, it's so fun because we rise in helping others. And then the ripple effect is so rewarding. So you can go to lasagnalove.org. You can volunteer. If you have a need, you can submit for a need. You can become a sponsor. You can just make a donation. And their website is very, very involved where it talks about like about the program, how to get involved, how to request a lasagna if you're in need. They have a blog. They're on social media. They are on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They have a store if you want to buy something to support Lasagna Love. And of course, you can always donate. So I just wanted to tell you about this really cool program. And I just can't believe that I even found it on a random Nextdoor app. And I didn't even know the person who posted it. And I didn't even comment on the person who posted it because I clicked the link and then I lost the post. You ever done that? I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then I clicked the link and I read all about it and studied every syllable. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm doing this. Yes, this is amazing. Yes, I got to share it with this world. I went back to go comment and I lost the post. So anyway, if you are on Nextdoor and you posted that, thank you because the ripple effect has been so fun for our family. And now look what we're doing. We're paying it forward. So let me know if you've ever heard of Lasagna Love. You can become a regional leader if you want to, if you want to help organize it. If you can't do, like one time I wasn't feeling well, so I was like, I don't think it's a good time to, but I was on the schedule, so to speak, and I got a match and I just wrote to the regional leader and I said, sorry, I'm not feeling so hot. I don't think it's a good time for me to make lasagna. So they're like, of course, yes. And then they went and they found someone else and they matched them up with someone else. So it's very low pressure. It's very fun. And it's filled with lots of love. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too each and every day. Thanks for listening.